Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com. All right, welcome to everyone listening or watching. This is the Genesis Church Conversations podcast. I am Chris Creech. I'm the worship and children's pastor here at Genesis, and with me is Jeff Stott, our lead pastor. And um, today we are going to be talking to Jeff about emotional discipleship, which I think will be interesting because um, it's funny. I was looking through these notes, and uh, you read the word emotion. And immediately, like, what place does this have in church? Which is kind of fun because I'm, I know we've heard lots of stuff about emotions and everything through the through the years. And so, you know, but if you're if you're listening, um, real quick, I would just encourage you to go back and check out some of the other podcasts we've done. We've done a bunch of stuff about um, various aspects of life. In the intro, we talk about how this is a podcast covering things like theology and scripture and church and life and everything in between. We've hit a broad variety of topics. And this next series that we are doing is on emotional discipleship. And this one, we're talking about what is it and kind of what are some stages in that. But also, uh, we will be talking about some various emotions and how uh, those look to us and to God and a few other things. So that's kind of exciting. It's a, it's a weird topic, man. And I like weird topics. So but again, joining me today, joining me today, it's backwards, but is Jeff Stott. And, and you guys might not know this because of the thick accent and the um, goofy analogies and, you know, the words that Jeff chooses to use, but he has a doctor in front of his name. And um, so some people are surprised when we say that, <laughs> but that's okay. It's, right. it's not even an honorary man. You actually have your, uh, your PhD, right? Uh, PhD. No, well, or is it a doctorate of ministry? Or? Well, it's a doctorate of educational ministry. Technically, oh, it's not okay. a yeah, it's not a PhD, but it's that's okay. Equi- we, it's equivalent. We forgive you. It's yeah. okay. Um, I couldn't remember which one you had. So, right. but if I remember right, you mentioned that you did your thesis or your dissertation on emotional discipleship. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, several years ago, when I was working on the the my doctorate. We had to choose a subject and for our dissertation. And now my dissertation, it was not a theory dissertation. Most people think dissertation is like a book and you just write three, four, 500 pages of, and you just write down a bunch of ideas. And uh, the type of dissertation I did was more of a laboratory type approach where you take two groups of people and you have to measure some things. And so, uh, and basically they're like lab rats. <laughs> over a specific amount of time meaning weeks to months sometimes uh some guys did their dissertations over a couple of years but anyway uh, uh and so when i when i was working through the process okay what am i gonna what am i gonna do mine on mm-hmm. and uh and somewhere in there i was uh, beginning to notice there was this disconnect between some folks at the church I was pastoring at the time and, and another church I had pastored uh, and just some Christians I knew where, man, they were smart biblically. I mean, man, they were, they could, you know, teach, a, you know, the Bible, they could quote the Bible. I mean, they knew, you know, the, the history, you know, of the 
uh, you know, Old Testament history, New Testament history. I mean, they were they basically almost like seminary trained in some way and uh, very smart, knew Greek, Hebrew, on and on it went. Uh, but they were easily offended. They'd get angry, struggled with fear, worry, rejection, you know, self, self condemnation, whatever, you know, the, all these, you know, worry, what all these emotions. And there was this disconnect between what the Bible said about our emotions and what I saw in these folks and what I saw in myself. And, uh, I'm, I am, I'm pretty emotionally aware. I've always been that way about mm-hmm. the emotions of others and emotions of myself sometimes I'm too aware and it gets distracting, you know, when you're aware too aware of your own emotions. And we'll, we'll talk about that in the series as we go. But, um, and so I started doing some research on, uh, emotions and what the Bible had to say. And when I started looking at how the, the Christian world, the church world was helping Christians develop emotionally to, in their, in their spiritual maturity and into their emotional maturity as Christians, there was almost nothing out there at the time. And, um, I'm about to sneeze here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, but there was, there was a, uh, very little to none out there. <clears throat> and so I saw this little, I saw this gap in the discipleship process because most of the discipleship programs and curriculum, it dealt with head knowledge. And, you know, memorize scripture, you know, talking about theology, you know, what a disciple is and all this kind of stuff and, and just information driven. Um, and really when you're talking about transformation in a, in a believer, you're part of that transformation deals with how they feel about things, not just behavior. Where, you know, discipleship, most people think of discipleship as behavior modification, which is not mm-hmm. correct. Right. And so, um, so with, with all that in mind and with my own emotional struggles and just watching the struggles and other believers, I decided to do this dissertation on emotional discipleship. And that's not the name of it. It has, a, you know, mm-hmm. dissertations have weird names. Okay. And, and that's by requirement. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're not named like a book. And so, uh, but anyway, but the subject was emotional discipleship. And so that's what got me going deeper into this whole journey of emotional discipleship. And, um, and this is one reason why I wanted to do this series and, uh, to at least introduce the concept of emotional discipleship and to help Christians begin thinking emotionally, um, about their walk with Christ and who they are, because, Okay. The bottom line is this, mm-hmm. you cannot be spiritually mature and emotionally immature at the same time. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't happen. Sure. For example, uh, you cannot say I am spiritually mature when you experience, when you let anger control you all the time. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Sure, sure. So if you're yelling at your spouse, yelling at your kids, throwing things, you know, at the rage level, mm-hmm. and you know it, that's that's an easy say. Okay, that <laughs> guy's not spiritually yes, mature. There's a problem. <laughs> yeah, there yes. is a problem here. Right. And uh, it's anyway, and and we'll unpack that over the next four or five episodes. But it's sure. impossible because what happens is we have a tendency to want to separate our information. Mm-hmm of the Bible 
and our emotions. And we think, well, if I know more Bible, then I'm, I'm spiritually mature. Sure. Because I can have right. a conversation about right. the sovereignty of God, you know, right. And those, there kinds are some of really theologi- theologically deep people that I don't think have a relationship with God. They, they know a whole lot, but yeah, I mean, it's not evident. Right. So, I, mean, and, I think that's what you're getting at there. Yeah. Well, and also, and, and as we go through these, uh, we're going to eventually get into the levels of emotional maturity uh, in regards to being a Christian. Um, and I think it'll be more clear that right. our emotion, when we, usually when we say, man, that guy, man, he's really spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. Where usually think where you know it's that he knows the Bible, right. but it's also man he's so kind, he's so polite, right. he listens, he's calm. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't seem to get angry about anything. He doesn't seem to worry. And we start mm-hmm. we describe him in emotional language. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, and and the Bible does that as well. So we'll, we'll right. and again we'll we'll unpack all that stuff. So for my journey, that's where it kind of began, but also. Um, uh, unconsciously, if you will, or subconsciously, mm-hmm. um, it began by being in an alcoholic home. So for mm-hmm. those who don't know, my dad was an alcoholic. So mm-hmm. needless to say, there was a lot of emotion <laughs> in that household. And, uh, for me personally, I had learned how to flip a switch mm-hmm. and I could turn my emotions off. I mean, boom, mm-hmm. you know, and just go flat, emotionally flatline. Mm-hmm. And just, and it was just a coping mechanism. And, and right. we'll talk about emotional coping mechanisms later on, but mm-hmm. uh, in the series, but anyway, that's where it all started. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've been on a journey ever since. And, and since then, there's been a lot of um, good stuff out there and uh, that's come out and, and I'll mention some podcasts and some material, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the series, but uh, that I think it'll be helpful for the listeners mm-hmm. if they want to dive into this a little more. Yeah. So, so I've been, in ministry since 2007 and i mean you know largely parts of my ministry are things like worship ministry so i mean picking songs and looking through music and um with children's ministry it's looking through curriculums and making sure that everything lines up with what we want to do and almost everything that i've seen man i'm thinking i could probably count on one hand the times that i've seen emotions heavily talked about versus like you said, head knowledge or behavior modification. Um, Almost everything revolves around some of that. And so I think maybe, like I said, a handful of times I have heard the phrase emotional discipleship and probably just because I knew you or seen some evidence of that. So this is not something that I think 99% of our listeners are going to have heard before or seen before, because it's just not that common. So we should probably take a few minutes for you to kind of define and describe what in the world we are talking about. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> Um, all right. So what are we talking? When I say emotional discipleship, you know, what are we, are, are we talking about discipleship? That's just emotional discipling <laughs> you <know>? your emotions or, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or, no. Okay. So emotional discipleship. Um, all right, let's break it down. Let's break the title down, the phrase down mm-hmm. emotional. Sure. Let's talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the word discipleship. So emotional, you know, that obviously that deals with your feelings and your attitudes, convictions, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And, um, you know, in the Bible, the Bible, man, 
when you when you put the emotional lens on and you start reading the bible looking for emotions mm-hmm. they're everywhere okay right. um and so god is described as having emotions you know mm-hmm. uh there are numerous passages of scripture that speak of god's emotions all right so for example mm-hmm. uh god demonstrates the following i mean he com- he he lets us know about his anger Mm-hmm. Like in Psalm seven, sure. then you, you've got him being compassionate. You have even God experiencing grief, mm-hmm. uh, love, which not necessarily is an emotion, but it comes with some emotion. Sure. Um, and, and the emotion that nobody ever talks about when it comes to God is God hates certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So, uh, God is a jealous God. You know, there's also the joy of God that, that some things that bring him joy. Um, now, however, um, you know, one of the questions we have, or one of the thoughts I have is that God is perfect. You know, his emotions mm-hmm. aren't contaminated, you right. know, and they're not messed up like ours. And so, um, you know, it is, it's okay to think of God as an emotional God, but not mm-hmm. in the human sense where, you know, when we say, man, they're so emotional. Yeah. That meaning, never, that's never a good connotation. No, they, they, like I've they, never you know, heard somebody say, oh, they're so emotional in a good way. Right. No, right. meaning they're it's kind of a fallen, human they're moody, yeah. they're right. unpredictable emotionally, they have right. mood swings. Yeah. So when I say, you know, that God is an emotional God, I don't, I don't mean right. that. Sure. Sure. I mean that he has decided to communicate to us to re- reveal some things about himself to help us understand him through emotional language. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I think that's telling for, you know, it, and I think one of the ways we get to know other people, I mean, just not only do we get to know God emotionally, but I think when on our own human relationships, usually people feel closer together, not because they share information, but they share emotions you know, they grieve together, they mourn sure. together, they rejoice together, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, so, all right. So we're talking about emotions. God is emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now when it comes to you and I, uh, God created us with emotions. So for those out there who think emotions are bad. Okay. Like, uh, in star Trek, you got Spock, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. you know, he would, <laughs> he did not want to be emotional. And, uh, and then later on, you had data or data, depending on data, what part of the yeah. country you're in, uh, data who, uh, he, he was a, basically a robot who wanted to be emotional, experiencing emotion, but couldn't, uh, anyway, uh, but God created us with emotions and, mm-hmm. um, and then the fall happened, sin entered the right. race in Genesis three. And ever since then, our emotions have been broken. And so, um, that's why you have verses, which again, we'll talk about later that say, be angry and sin not again, right. emotions are not sinful. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We have to understand this. God gave us emotions. They were good. Um, now what we do with those emotions may produce acts of righteousness or sin. Right. And so, um, but emotions being emotional is not sinful. Right. Um, um, However, it, again, it depends on how much we let the emotions control us, you know, again, be angry and sin not kind of thing. And so with that said, the Bible talks about uh, our emotions with instructions gives us, a, a, you know, there's a lot of like commands and, and wisdom and principles, you know, and I've already mentioned one. So like in Ephesians 4, 26, regarding anger, in your anger, do not sin. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Now here's the thing. Uh, we're going to be, I'm going to talk about one, two, three, four, five. We're going to look at five emotions real quick. I'm just going to mention them, but sure. I, the, uh, our, uh, our emotional discipleship series is going to cover each one of these. We're going to have a, mm-hmm. an episode on each one. So we're going to unpack all this. So like anger in your anger, do not sin. uh, grief, Psalm 88, verse nine, my eyes are dim with grief. Mm-hmm. I call to you, O Lord, every day. And so, um, you know, the psalmist is experiencing some kind of loss in something, uh, fear, uh, first Peter three fourteen. if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. Okay. So, um, you know, what is fear? How, how does it impact us? And what are we, it says, do not fear what they fear. So what are we to fear? Right. Okay. So right. I mean, it's, there's, you know, so we're going to take a look at that. Uh, also jealousy, James three fifteen for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such mm-hmm. things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and by the way, there's good jealousy and there's bad jealousy. And that right. verse talks about bad jealousy. Right. Um, cause God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some good jealousy out there and we'll, again, right. we'll talk about that. And one other thing that we're going to talk about is being offended. Uh, Proverbs nineteen eleven says, good sense makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook in all fits. Uh, and so usually when we're offended, we have all kinds of emotions that come with that, you know, right. You know, so we're, we're and we're going to spend a whole episode looking at being offended. All right. So I just wanted to sort of kind of give the Bible has a lot to say about emotions. We see it in God. I mean, I didn't even mention Jesus. I mean, Jesus sure. is, you know, sure. you got emotions all over, you know, he experienced, mm-hmm. you know, grief and, you know, he's a man of sorrows and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so, uh, he got angry at his disciples mm-hmm. multiple yep. times. Okay. Yep. Uh, one translation says he was agitated and irritated. Right. At them. <laughs> and so sweet love of Jesus getting irritated. Yes. I mean, yeah. what, what does that look like? So, uh, and then you have uh, the word discipleship. All right, so you got emotional, and now we have this word discipleship. All right, emotional discipleship in the definition is the intentional process of developing and maturing our emotions with God's word in a relational environment so that we can help others grow emotionally in Christ. Okay, so basically, you're taking the concepts of discipleship, okay, uh, meaning I want to grow spiritually, I'm going to help others, I'm going to make disciples, and you're going to, you're going to weave into this thing, this emotional element. Now, emotional discipleship isn't just about emotions. It's, it's the whole discipleship. I mean, it's information, right? You know, it's knowledge, but it's also addressing our emotions and unpacking uh, how we feel, why we feel and lining our emotions under the authority of Christ and letting the Holy spirit, um, produce the kind of emotions in us that we need to have the desires that we need to have. So, um, and so really you have two parts. You have part one, you growing emotionally as a follower of Jesus. So let's deal with your emotions. You know, as if you're going to, if you're going to make disciples, and help them grow emotionally, you're going to have to be honest with your bitterness, your anger, your worries, your fears, you know, and you're going to have to be very self-aware. And a lot of people aren't, they've just been taught to bury a lot of stuff. And, and we're going to 
again, we'll talk about, there's a, this is, there's a lot of layers here, sure, you know, when it comes sure. to emotions, but, and then part two of emotional discipleship is you intentionally helping others grow emotionally. So you're aware of your own emotions. You're growing emotionally as a Christian, but then you're very attuned and, and aware of the emotions of others. And you're sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And you're able to recognize that. And a lot of times, once you, once you become an, 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 what I call an emotional parent, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that here in just a few minutes, uh, you know, you're, you, you get very good at recognizing how people are feeling and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you, you may ask them how they feel, but you already know, right. and, but you need them to say it, you know, mm-hmm. to get the conversation going. Um, and so you can help them move through and, and process that emotion and be that disciple maker right. in their life. So uh, emotional discipleship in some ways is counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, use, sure. when people seek counseling, they don't, they don't seek counselors for the, they don't do this. Oh, I need to go see a counselor because I just don't understand the, right. you know, propitiation in the Bible. I don't understand right. that. You know, right. you know, they don't, they don't go right. seeking counselors for theology. Mm-hmm. They seek counselors because I'm depressed all the time. Right. I'm angry all the time. I'm grieving. Mm-hmm. I can't get this dark cloud off of me. You know, I right. snap at people, whatever. And I don't know why, you know, I don't care about this stuff anymore. You know, that kind of stuff. And people right. are concerned right. about me and I'm, you know, and so, uh, and counselor, Christian counselors, in some ways, they are actually emotional discipleship makers is what they're sure. really, they're trying to help you grow through your emotions. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And by the uh, way, when mm-hmm. I, when I went to seminary way back when mm-hmm. entered a seminary, I actually looked around for like a Christian counseling degree. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted. Okay. But there wasn't any. I, um, there are now, took- there wasn't any. Yeah, I, I took a few classes in seminary and then I dropped. So I am a seminary dropout. Um, but uh, <laughs> one of the classes I took was an elective on Christian counseling. And um, I had a fantastic mentor. I don't blame any of this on him, but oh my goodness, I was so bored. <laughs> like I get it. It's a really good idea, but man, I was just so bored. And and um, at that point in my life, I will also say I was a little less sympathetic and empathetic towards people that need counseling. And now I'm more, you know, sympathetic and empathetic towards that. And so that's good. That's growth. But, you know, um, that is, you know. Uh, and by the way, uh, <laughs> the word bored, that's an emotional word. So let's, let's yes. uh, so when yeah. somebody says I'm bored, they are speaking emotionally. And, there you uh, go, man. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. So if I am at this point and I am listening, um, one thing that I want to kind of make sure that that we reiterate is that emotional discipleship, from what I'm hearing, is not about removing our emotions. It's about redeeming our emotions. So exactly. not necessarily, you know, hey, man, you're going to get angry. Yeah. What do you do with that? So we're not trying to become emotionless drones. We're trying to make our emotions more like more like Christ and more um, Christ centered. And so, um, yeah, so, because yeah, yeah you're never, you're never, okay. Let's yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Sure, you're sure. never going to get to the point where you are never afraid. Right. This side of heaven where you never worry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where you never get angry and you know, those, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, that's always going to be there. And so, mm-hmm. 
emotional discipleship is learning how to live with those emotions again under the authority of Christ. That's that's sure. the yeah, that's the point here. And uh, we're saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to live for him. I'm gonna die to self so that he can live through me. And dying to self means my emotions are are going to be less selfish centered. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. um yeah, because yeah, you're not you're always going to be an emotional individual. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I, as, and you and I mean, you've already mentioned this just in that little thing you said a while ago. As here, as you get older, your emotions are going to change. Right, right. Okay. And they should. And, yeah, they will change. Mm-hmm. And so growth has changed. So we have to be growing. That's right. And, yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and now even though we're talking about emotions in the series, okay, there's another point I want to make here. Uh, all right. The Bible talks about us being a mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. All right. Mind, body, and spirit. And so mm-hmm. uh, you cannot separate those three. Right. Okay. So there is a reason why Snickers has a commercial <laughs> for the, the hangry stuff. Yes. <laughs> so uh, and I know I, some I, people to get hangry, man. Yeah. So, so, okay. And, and, and the thing is, is that, uh, just because somebody is grumpy does not mean they're demon possessed. Right. You understand what I'm saying here? Right. Okay. So it might mean they're, they just need a Snickers bar. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, man. Okay. Just saying there are people in this household. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I know they can say I'm hungry and I got right. like a minute and a half to get food. Right. Anyway. Well, so, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, for me personally, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I struggle with is, uh, some anxieties and some, uh, some level of discouragement or depression. I mean, I've struggled with that all my life. So, uh, and when I find that it's getting to the point where it's affecting me, it's usually because I'm tired and and really the the most spiritual thing I can do is go take a nap. Sure. And it's amazing after about an hour, two hour nap, I wake up and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a wonderful place today. I mean, yeah, it's like go, my, whole, my whole attitude has just changed. Right. And for some people, I mean, we see, you know, depression and some people being caused by X, Y, or Z and right. everybody is different. You know, if you've got yeah. some anxiety and need to take a nap, that's one thing. If somebody's got some anxiety and needs some medicine, that's another thing. If somebody's right. got depression and they need a counselor, that's another thing. And so we're not saying, you know, this is a one size fits all approach. What we're saying is we need to be able to to move our emotions closer to Christ. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And, and in some rare occasions, mm-hmm. I mean, it is demonic in some way. Yeah, I mean, sure. Okay. Sure. But right. usually um, it's something, it's something our bodies are broken and they affect mm-hmm. how we feel. So, right. Right. Um, uh, so, so just when we're going through all of this, just keep all that in mind. I mean, some, right. you know, we're not going to today. We're not really talking about fixing anything we're not talking about managing we're just introducing this concept of emotional discipleship emotional maturity uh and that's why i said at the very beginning emotions are very complicated right uh, Right. when we start unpacking them and taking a harder look at them uh but uh we teach little kids that emotions are complicated so (laughs) you know exactly right i saw a daniel tiger episode on that okay well that's you know that's good okay it's a good one man that's a good show (laughs) i know hey i got a five-year-old two-year-old in my house i I know the show 
it's a great show. I mean, you know, there's a lot there and there's other shows for kids to do that. So we teach kids this. And so I don't know how sometimes we get, you know, into our adulthood and all of a sudden people are saying like these emotions are these nice little boxes and we can organize them and we can arrange them and we can take them out when we feel like it and put them back or whatever. And like we teach kids, that's not true. So I don't know how, where we forget about that, but that's, that's okay. One of our um, kids ministry leaders is a, um, she's over some of the Paris stuff with Mexico public schools, man. And uh, one of the schools, I can't remember, she's told me, and then she changed and then she told me again. And for some reason they, they clash in my brain, but um, I love how she handles some of this stuff where she will tell a kid like, Hey, it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to express yourself like that. And ultimately that phrase, I think covers a lot of emotional discipleship because we're talking about it's okay to have emotions. It's not okay to use them for bad things. It's, you know, we're talking about making our emotions more like Christ. And so as we grow in our discipleship, we use key phrases around Genesis and we didn't invent, you know, the stages of spiritual growth or whatever, but we do use them. And um, so as we talk about growth with emotional maturity, do we use Jeffrey? Do we, Dr. Jeffrey, do we use those same phrases to talk about emotional maturity and emotional discipleship? Uh, today we are. <laughs> awesome. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I, being able to identify where you are emotionally and also to help identify where others are emotionally uh, can help make disciples because you have to start where the person is. Mm -hmm. And now we're about to get into uh, levels of emotional maturity. And, um, and we're going to use, you know, we're going to compare them to, to help us understand them and frame them. We're going to compare them to just, you know, the stages of life, you know, uh, for example, okay. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to break down these levels of maturity with the emotional infant, mm -hmm. emotional child, emotional adolescent, emotional adult, an emotional parent and um, most e levels of emotional maturity only have the first one, two, three, the first four, they don't have the emotional parent, but the emotional parent takes us into the discipleship world. The first four is just e growing emotionally. Sure. And then once you step into the emotional parent, now you're concerned about others' emotions and, help, and you are actually helping them grow. So what we're going to do for the remainder of this episode is we're going to just walk through these and, and talk about some characteristics of them. And sure. so as you're listening, for those who are listening, um, you know, see if you can identify which stage best describes you. Uh, you're not going to have all these characteristics and, um, you know, within that stage. Uh, and you also may find that you are an, an emotional child in one area of your life. And you may find that you're an emotional adult in another. And sure. another weird thing about this is, is because we can, as the Bible calls it, backslide. You know, um, there are times where you can be an emotional adult, generally speaking, and then you go back to being an emotional adolescent. You, you know? had a bad day, man. You needed a Snickers. Yeah. And I mean, it does yes. happen, though. It does. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, think of this as a sliding scale mm -hmm. stages kind of thing in some ways. Uh, right. And they overlap. 
again, emotional discipleship, emotions are complicated, but you need to be aware of it. So, all right. So let's walk through the levels of mature, emotional maturity. Um, All right. So the first stage uh, is emotional infant. All right. So this is the person, well, they look for other people to take care of them emotionally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So they think it's your responsibility to make them happy. Sure. Okay. For whatever reason, um, you know, they're lean, they're going to lean on you to fix them, you know, their own emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, just like an infant, they're going to be needy spoon fed. Uh, they often have difficulty in describing and experiencing their feelings mm-hmm. in healthy ways and rarely enter, enter the emotional world of others. So they will struggle with empathy. They will struggle with sympathy. They're, they're just sure. not there. You know, they will not mourn with those who mourn. Uh, they don't know how to do that. Uh, for them, that is going to be an awkward situation for them mm-hmm. uh, to have a conversation about how you feel about something or how they feel about something is not going to happen. Sure. Okay. They don't know how to go there emotionally. So, you know, so if you're ever talking to someone and, and you've been with them for years and you start thinking, I don't think I've ever heard them talk about a conviction passionately. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've seen them get mad I've seen them sad, but they don't ever talk about it. You know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. if you do ask them about it, they're not going to go. Well, they're an, emotionally, they're an infant. That's, that's what mm-hmm. you're, that's where they're at. And, um, and that's not, again, this, this is not condemning anybody. This sure. is just sure. identifying where, where someone's at emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are consistently driven by the need for instant gratification, mm-hmm. you know, often using others as subjects to meet their needs, you know, so uh, again, they're an emotional infant, you know, they're going to, and if they need something, if you're not making, if you're not making them happy, they're going to let you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. They're going to, if you will, they're going to cry in some way. Right. Right. All sure. right. Uh, they may give you a silent treatment. Mm-hmm. They, they might yell at you, right. you know, they may give you a dirty look or something or whatever, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to make sure, you know, they're going right. to cry in some way because sure, you're, yeah. you're not, but it's all about them. You know, you're not making them right. happy. It doesn't mean they're not emotional. It just simply means they rely on a lot of people to right. give, them, give them an emotional fix. Sure. Uh, people sometimes perceive them as inconsiderate and insensitive, mm-hmm. an emotional infant, because they don't seem to care. Right. You know, so you place them in a situation where somebody's sharing something that's meaningful and deep and serious, they, they, uh, uh, they might even make fun of it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but they, they just seem inconsiderate and insensitive. And usually uh, they are uncomfortable with silence and being alone mm-hmm. uh, because that's when their emotions, their, their inner emotions, like regret, fear, mm-hmm. anxiousness, worry, whatever, uh, all, it begins to get louder to them and they normally will want to try to escape emotions, mm-hmm. th- those kinds of emotions, instead of dealing right. with them, processing them, talking about them, they're going to try to drown them out. Right. And, uh, and so they're going to want to be talking, somebody else talking, they're going to want to be entertained all the time. And, uh, they want their mind and their emotions to be somewhere else. Uh, also when trials and hardships or difficulties come, they want to quit God and the Christian life. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So this is similar to the person Jesus was talking about in Mark chapter four, mm -hmm. where he says the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So, right. I, I mean, they, uh, you know, you'll have some Christians who, man, they'll, you know, they come to church, man. They just love it. They're excited about it, man. Chris, you're the best worship leader ever. Jeff, man, you're an awesome pastor, man. I'm on fire. I can't believe how much I've grown. And then eh, something happens. They're gone. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, that's an emotional infant. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about there. And they sometimes experience God at church or when they are with other Christians, but rarely when they are at work or home. So emotionally, they don't really connect with God and which God wants to connect with emotionally, but as a emotional infant, they can't do that. Now, um, as we go through these things, um, you may see yourself at times in this a little bit. Uh, I definitely, uh, when I was um, new to my Christian life, uh, I mean, I'm looking at I'm, that list. I just went through those characteristics. Right. I'm thinking, okay, sure. I, I, I've been there, man. And, uh, uh, and you know, you can, hmm? I would say you can also think of these as a list of, of symptoms. So like, yeah, if you're seeing one of these, like, so, you know, usually uncomfortable with silence and being alone. Okay. You could also just be an extrovert. That's okay. But remember, these are symptoms. So other ones could have other explanations, but if you see yourself in a bunch of them, maybe you're there with something so yeah yeah uh, yeah i don't you know again emotions are complicated yes yes <laughs> i think man there's so much where you know you can dedicate a whole hour to a podcast and people are still gonna like think about one sound bite and go yeah but you didn't expand or you didn't expound on that to the level that you should have and you're like okay yeah. well you know we we are talking about a very complex issue it, it's okay yeah. Yeah. What, it's yeah. Right. What we're doing is we're in that airplane. That's 20,000 sure, feet sure. above the ground. Right. And we are, we're looking at a surface and we're talking right. about it. And the surface happens to be emotions. And, and since uh, the human race has been born or created, we've had doctors and books and everything try to explain emotions and we're still not there yet. No. So it's, you know, we're not going to get a hundred percent you know, approval no. on this and that's okay. So yeah. And but anyway, yeah. Just as a side note, before we get to the next level. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Oh, two or three years ago, uh, for reasons I'm not going to dive into mm -hmm. today. Uh, I took a, a couple of classes at the university of Missouri mm -hmm. and, um, and one of the classes was called relationship science. Mm -hmm. So it, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, we looked at was, uh, what do people mean when they say, I love you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So four, there's nine different meanings, nine. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, and, um, four of them are mentioned in the Bible, you know, the erotic, the agape, right. the philo, that kind of thing. Right. And so, um, uh, but in the, but now again, this is just based on, you know, obviously the class is not based on the Bible. It's just mm -hmm. based, it's relationship science, you know, it's sure. a scientific approach of looking at relationships and what do we learn? And so, uh, one of the, one of these days, I want to go back to that 
because this is part of that. A lot of the answers are emotional, right? Sure. And, and they mean something differently emotionally. And, and so, uh, we speak emotional language all the time. Right. And we don't even realize how much we do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, you know, when we say, I love you, well, one person may mean I am committed to you. I'm dedicated to you. Doesn't know, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, you know, you're not going to get rid of me. I'm devoted to you, uh, all the way to, I love you. Meaning I like you as long as you make me happy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and that's, that's what they mean. And so, uh, and it's important to, before you get married, by the way, ask that, uh, (laughs) ask your fiance, what do you mean by I love you? And let's make sure we're saying what we think we mean. All right. So, uh, my point out there was just simply, it'd be kind of a cool podcast to walk through those nine statements of I love you and, and analyze them and try to recognize them and. And because as Christians, we, you know, we want to be able to, we want to communicate, we want to make sure we're communicating a biblical love to the appropriate people in our lives, you know? So, all right. So the first stage uh, of emotional maturity is emotional infant. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've looked at that one. The second stage, as you grow emotionally, you're going to move into the emotional child. Okay. Mm -hmm. When life is going their way, they are content. Okay. So their emotions are controlled by their environment. Okay. So their happiness is determined by what is happening around them. All right. Um, you know, if you, if they're watching, okay. An actual child, if they're watching the TV program that they like, and you change the channel, okay. They are going to lose it. Yes. This is a normal experience. Yes. Uh, (laughs) If for some reason they are playing with toys and it's time to go mm-hmm. to bed and you tell them to pick up their toys, it's time to go to bed. Well, all of a sudden they're not happy. <laughs> okay. Yes. All yes. right. So in, uh, the Christian world, uh, if you don't sing the kind of songs I like, I'm not going to be happy with this church. You ever experienced I have that? lots of stories about you, that. You ever experienced that Chris as a worship leader? <laughs> I have. I've got lots of stories. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so anyway, you see, you see what I'm saying here. Okay. So emotional child, all right. Uh, when life is going their way, okay. They are content. Uh, but however, you know, they will, they'll let you know if it, when it's not, I mean, when you make them unhappy, that mean at a higher level than just the, the infant, the child will, I mean, they're able to communicate Mm -hmm. more clearly. Uh, emotional child it is. All right. So as soon as disappointment or stress enter the picture, they quickly unravel inside. Mm-hmm. All right. So they get angry quickly. They get unhappy quickly, like with what I just said a while ago, sure. but that's also true. You know, you know, in Christians, you know, if man, you know, if God's not doing what I think he should do, I get mad at him quick or right. my job's not going right. You know, spouse says mm-hmm. something or looks at me wrong, you know, sure. I, I just, it unravels, you know, me sure. quickly kind of thing. Uh, they often take, uh, things personally, mm-hmm. interpreting disagreements or criticism as a personal offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, they have a difficult time listening to advice or taking mm-hmm. direct correction. They get angry and hurt, uh, or depressed, you know, even when it's done in a loving manner. So again, we're talking about an emotional child here. Um, uh, when they don't get their way, they often complain. Mm-hmm. 
withdraw, manipulate, mm -hmm. drag their feet, become sarcastic, or take revenge. Okay, so we're talking about an emotional child. Uh, in actual children, you see this all the time. Somebody makes the, the, some kid, some other kid makes them unhappy. Well, I'm not going to play with you anymore. All right, so, uh, well, uh, this is where you see one spouse giving another spouse the silent treatment. Mm -hmm. You've made me unhappy. I'm not going to play with you anymore. Matter of fact, right. I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm not even going to acknowledge you exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. um, you know, so they, they manipulate, uh, also an emotional child will try to turn the tables, tables around on the, mm -hmm. on the other person, mm -hmm. make it your fault and not mm -hmm. theirs when it's actually their fault, you mm -hmm. know, uh, so they often end up living off the spirituality of other people because they are so overloaded and distracted. So it's like children uh, living off their parents. Right. Emotionally, these people live on the spirituality and faith of their spouse or siblings mm -hmm. or somebody. But once that person's gone, then it's like they have no emotional anchor. You know, right. they start, they, they, their faith seems to, have no foundation because it's all built around or on that individual in their life. Sure. And, uh, and so it wasn't so like, you know, children, they believe certain things because the parents believe it, mm -hmm. you know, sure. Um, emotionally that is true as well. Their prayer life is primarily talking to God, telling him what to do and how to fix their problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you will not hear this person, an emotional, uh, an emotional, at this stage, the emotional child, you will not hear this person pray something like this. God, I'm struggling with lust, jealousy, fear, rejection, worry, or anger. God, I don't know why if they're not, they're not going to have that right. kind of conversation. Um, matter of fact, if you address it, they're probably going to deny that they have it. Mm -hmm. You know? Sure. Um, all right. So that is the emotional child. So mm -hmm. one of the difference between the emotional infant and the emotional child is, is that the, it really steps into, they start to shift into the victim mindset mm -hmm. and they begin to, it's, you know, emotional child, the emotional infant is, is really dependent on others. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're not aware of their emotions very at all, if at all. And, sure. but the emotional child, they are aware of their emotions and they also know how to manipulate others with their own, with their emotions. Right. So, uh, in other words, a person, if you do something that they don't like an emotional child will get angry, they'll be more mm -hmm. angry than you, uh, in order to shut you down, right. To right. get what they want. Right. They're very manipulative. Mm -hmm. Um, or they'll play the, uh, to get what you want though, the, the emotional child will pout. Oh, you've hurt me so much. Why would you do that to me? I thought you loved me. You know, that kind of stuff, sure. you know, yeah. just to get you to say, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, that's, it's an emotional child. Sure. All right. Any comments or questions on that stage there for you? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So now we're moving on up. Okay. We are mm -hmm. growing emotionally and so now we're just moved right into the emotional adolescent sure so who are these folks well they don't like uh when others question them mm -hmm. all right so uh again think of a teenager mm -hmm. all right uh they think they are right and get angry if you question them <laughs> right you know and uh, i did it you know and uh but emotionally it doesn't matter how old you are um you know, if somebody uh, tries to correct you, 
is how dare you, you know? Sure. They often make quick judgments, interpretations of people's behavior. Uh, I mean, they, they do this without getting all the information. Right. You know, man, they immediately pigeonhole people into a certain category based on how they feel about them mm-hmm. without any information. And their feelings are right. based on assumptions. I mean, with no right. information that this is an right. emotional adolescent. Uh, they withhold forgiveness from those who sin against them, mm-hmm. avoiding or cutting them off when they do something to hurt them. Okay. If you're going to do that, I'm done with you. You know, right. uh, they subconsciously keep records, uh, on the love they give out. Okay. I have done this mm-hmm. and this and this, that person, right. And they have not responded appropriately. So I'm out. Right. Um, they have trouble really listening to another person's pain, mm-hmm. disappointments or needs without becoming preoccupied with themselves. Uh, emotionally speaking, the emotional adolescent, while you're pouring your guts out, may be looking at their phone emotionally. Hmm. They, they, you know, they're hearing you, but they're not really listening to you at all. Right. Cause their mind and emotions is somewhere else. And, uh, sure. They really don't, they don't know how to really care just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they do. I mean, don't sure, misunderstand, sure. but you know, but, uh, uh, but there's strings attached to it. Sure. Uh, they sometimes find themselves too busy to spend adequate time nourishing their spiritual life. They attend mm-hmm. church and serve others, but enjoy a few delights in Christ. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're church goers, but emotionally they don't, they're not passionate about mm-hmm. their love relationship with Christ. And sure. Uh, to them, their Christian life uh, is still primarily about doing things and not being with mm-hmm. him. Okay. That's a huge difference. And that's a sure. whole nother podcast in itself. Sure. doing versus being uh, as a Christian. Uh, and prayer continues to be mostly, you know, them talking with little silent solitude or listening to God. So God, here's what I want. Here's what I need you to change. Right. I need you to fix this problem. You know, at this point, emotionally, everything's still self-centered. I mean, that's just right. where, that's where right. they're at. So, um, uh, but they're just more intelligent mm-hmm. about it. And sure. so basically the first three that I've mentioned, the emotional infant, emotional child, emotional adolescent, uh, emotionally, their emotions is all about them. Right. You are all about them. Right. Okay. And it's very difficult for them to understand your emotions, embrace your emotions, accept you as you are, all that kind of stuff. And that's right. one of the differences between the emotional adolescent and moving into the emotional adult. Now, again, with that said, uh, there's a lot of emotional adolescents uh, who, I mean, they, they, they move up to the adult on some areas mm-hmm. and they move back, right. you know, sure. you know and back and forth, back and forth, you know, just like a typical adolescent as a girl. Yeah, these aren't, these aren't stairs. You no, know, you're not all of a sudden an emotional adolescent, an emotional parent. These, this is a ramp, you know, <laughs> and you slide down every now and then. Yeah. And there's lots of gray area in yeah. between some of these. And so, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, they, because it, there's, you know, when you're describing these things and you're talking about them, uh, you're able to recognize them in people. Right. But at the same time, if you just take the things I've said, like take one of the sentences or one of the characteristics I've mentioned, well, you might say, well, but an emotional infant does the same thing, you know? Right, right. An emotional child mm-hmm. does that and emotional right. adolescent. Well, yeah, right. that's true. It's right. just, it's going to show up differently. And, right, sure. sure. Right. All right. So the next stage is emotional adult. This is where, you know, you definitely want to get, um, Mm -hmm. 
because this is where uh, this person, they respect and love others without having to change them or becoming judgmental. Okay, judgmental is an emotional language. I mean, you make right. an, you make a mental decision, but it's usually driven by emotion, and right. so, um, and you feel a certain way towards them. Well, an emotional adult, they're able to just love people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and, sure. and I, I will I will say this: you are not going to love your enemy if you are emotionally immature. It's not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. Again, that's why I said right. at the very beginning. You cannot be spiritually mature and emotionally immature right. at the same time. Just not, sure. just can't, can't, can't happen. Sure. So they value people for who they are, mm-hmm. not for what they can give them or how they behave. I mean, this is difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and Christians are bad about this. Some preachers are really bad. Oh yeah. You know, and, uh, uh, but really, you know, the, the key here is they value people for who they are there is in their heart and mind they have placed value on people even very bad people right and um and they're able to separate the value of the person versus their behavior right okay now they don't ignore the behavior right but they still are able to place value uh and that takes some emotional maturity um mm-hmm. yeah it's really hard to say um for a lot of people it's really hard to say I value that person because God values them and nothing else. That's right. where you have to shut up. <laughs> like, I value that person because God values them. Now we can talk about, all right, here's sin. Here's what, you know, we need to fix or not fix. Like it's a project, but these are things that you need to do to become more like Christ. But, but that first statement, I value somebody because God values them, not because they're a good person, not because they, like you said with pastors, not because they, might have a lot of money that they give to the church, you know, or they're influential in the community. No, I value this person because God values them. I value this person. That's the opposite, you know, culturally or socially because God values them. And that's a hard, that's very difficult. Well, it is. I mean, let's, let's apply this to, okay. A lot of our listeners, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're not in church leadership. I mean, sure. they, they go to a job and they go to the house sure, and they got a spouse maybe, and they got kids. And, um, I, cause so an emotionally mature person, you know, they respect and love others without having to change them. Okay. So my question is, can you respect and love your spouse without having to change them? You see what's happening here? Yes. Okay. Now all of a sudden we're talking about something much deeper, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally. I mean, cause if you feel, if you feel again, there's that link, right. emotional link. If you right. feel like you've got to change your spouse all the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And we're not talking about is your spouse perfect? We're saying, can you love and respect them the way that they are? And right. Two different things. That's right. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. the Bible, when you, when, okay. And in, by the way, in the Bible, it, 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 uh, when it's talking about respecting others, mm-hmm. it's always, I say always, most of the time mm-hmm. it's in the context of you simply respecting the person because you placed a value on them, not because they earned or deserved right. respect. You're just respecting right. them because God has placed value on them. Mm-hmm. So you may be married to a, a selfish moron. <laughs> I thought you okay. were going to say serial killer. And I was <laughs> like, where is he going with this? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. That's a different conversation, yes. but, uh, that was my thought. Yeah. But an emotionally mature person, again, emotionally right. mature, emotionally, uh, an emotional adult, 
they have come to the point where they are able to respect and love others without having to change them. They are, they value people for who they are. Okay. And uh, they're able to separate their, the person's behavior from the value that's on the person given to right. them by God. And they take responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings, goals, and actions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not going to say, um, well, you made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I really? You know, so I made you feel that way. Now, what they're saying is because of what you did, I reacted to you right. this way. That's what's right. happening here. Right. Okay. But, um, all right. So in my family, we have, we've, I, cre- okay. I create words all the time. Yes. Okay. You do. I do. I, I make up words, man. And so, uh, sometime years ago, you know, and it might've been in the emotional discipleship arena when I was, because when you study it, you start just seeing emotion, language, mm-hmm. emotions everywhere in yourself, in others. And you start over evaluating everything. It's kind of like whenever I decided I needed a minivan for the first time in my life years ago, oh. I began to, I, I noticed that oh, man, everybody's got a minivan. Yeah, I just man, never noticed. I that. love our minivans. Phenomenal. Yes. How did I live without Great it? Great invention. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, uh, so somewhere in all that mess, um, you know, uh, I would say something like Pam, Pam's my wife, Pam, you are making me angry, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I knew exactly what I was doing, you know, I know yeah. and so somewhere along the way, I, I just, I just uh, simplified it and shortened it down. I said, Pam, mm-hmm. you are mangering me. <laughs> mangering means making me angry. Sounds so, like my three-year-old. Yeah. Man. You're mangering. <laughs> he does that. He goes, he goes, you're making me mad. And he crosses his little three-year-old <laughs> arms, man. You're making me mad because you did that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't do yeah. that anymore. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so uh, whenever we say you're making me angry, mm-hmm. you know, we're not taking responsibility for our own feelings. It's, it's their fault. It's yeah. their fault. Again. Which they might have done something stupid. Right. But your anger is yours. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. So, you know, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, and... I can be with my, my kids. Uh, the, when I say, you know, what's funny is, okay, I've got four grown adult children. Yes. But I've noticed that in my head, when I say my kids, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my five and two year old. Yes. Cause like the first four don't that count sense, somehow. Though, it's weird. Know? It's weird. Yeah. That you makes know? sense though. You're not yeah. like responsible now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That makes sense. And that's my point because yes. there are times where I'm at Walmart or someplace. And, and mm-hmm. this illustrates what we're talking about. Emotional. Uh, adult um is that emotionally i'll hear i'll i'll hear some kid or see some kid crying and man they're mm-hmm. wailing and they're you know mom i want this why can't i have it? And they're crying and you can tell the mom or dad is just yes. like they're doing everything they can not to explode yes. and uh okay emotionally i'm thinking well, that's too bad you know and just move on it's not me yeah. At least it's not me. This yeah. Time. Yeah. I mean, I had those thoughts. Well, man, right. I'm glad I'm not that person. Yes. Okay. But then I could have my five and two year old with me in Walmart. And one of them starts doing the same thing. And all of a sudden my, okay. My emotions now are I'm getting irritated. I've already told you, no, you see what's happening here. Okay. So it's two same events. Mm-hmm 
but one one has almost no emotional response right. or a very minimal emotional a different emotional response and but the one i'm responsible for mm-hmm. you know this five-year-old two-year-old uh they are not making me angry right okay for whatever reason i, I i've got to learn how to develop my emotions mm-hmm. and be aware of it to where you know what this is not a big deal you know what i'm saying i right. just need to calm them down and find techniques and exercises which right. we'll talk about later in other episodes but mm-hmm. okay so um all right so they take responsibility for their own thoughts feelings goals and actions and uh, they're always asking themselves, why do i feel this way why am i so angry why am i depressed why you know even the psalmist uh mm-hmm. he says why is my soul downcast right you know what i'm saying he's a value right. and, and that's part of emotional maturity is being aware of your emotions and and questioning your emotions okay mm-hmm. that's an emotional sure. adult okay so uh they can take their own beliefs and values to those who disagree with them without becoming argumentative or defensive mm-hmm. okay you're sharing information right and you're sharing your convictions and i mean and i think most of our listeners understand the difference between having a conversation about something and having a flat-out argument about the right. same thing right okay uh they are able to accurately uh, self-access their limits, strengths, and weaknesses. This, you know, emotionally, the emotional adult. And uh, let's see. I mean, they are convinced that they are loved by Christ. I mean, that's that's their anchor. I mean, they, their their relationship with Christ is stronger uh, emotionally, um, mm-hmm. and they're able to balance doing for Jesus and being with Jesus. Okay, they've got a good, healthy balance on on that. Um, and for them, their Christian life has moved beyond simply serving Christ, loving him and enjoying, you know, communion relationship mm-hmm. with him. So we're talking about an emotional adult. I mean, they're stable. They're not going to have outbursts. I mean, they, they are, the Holy spirit has really worked in them over time mm-hmm. to where they are producing the Holy spirit's producing in them things like love, joys, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mm-hmm. gentleness, self-control, which by the way, if you go through the fruit of the spirit, uh, you can't, if you go through the fruit of the spirit, you're not going to be able to have that conversation about the fruit of the spirit without talking about emotions. It's impossible. Sure. Right. So, all right. So emotional maturity. Uh, all right. How, how are we doing on time? By the way, we're at about an hour, I think. So okay. the, well, the parent we can cover pretty quickly. Yep. And then we'll wrap yeah. it up. All right. Yeah. So now the, no, so now, where you really want to land at, in this world of emotional discipleship is the emotional mm-hmm. parent. An emotional parent is an emotional adult, except for one significant difference. Uh, the emotional parent, uh, they have a desire to help others emotionally grow in their walk with Christ. They, they think uh, they, they have an emotional coaching mindset. Okay. That's what's happening here. So uh, they make allowances for people to be at different stages. Emotionally, Mm -hmm. they are able to recognize, uh, you know, an emotional infant, an emotional Mm -hmm. adolescent. They're able to be, they're just, they're basically raising up believers emotionally. Okay. Right. and they don't have to correct the every single emotion. I mean, again, this is a process. They 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 know how to train people emotionally. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about a professional emotional counselor. That's not what I'm talking right, about. Right, right. Uh, because anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. uh, you just gotta see what the Bible says. Right. Grow yourself and help. You know, and learn some. You know, healthy techniques of 
to help people out. Um, and so an emotional parent intentionally cooperates with God to reproduce emotionally mature disciples. So, all right, those are the five stages. And uh, throughout this series, I'm going to refer back to these. Mm -hmm. And um, because as we get into anger, um, uh, so I think the next one is anger. I think Billy Johnson and I are going to be talking about anger. Mm -hmm. And we're going to spend a lot of time on what's called the anger ladder. And uh, there's about six stages of anger and it goes from no anger to mm -hmm. rage where you're, they just explode. There's right. get out of their way. This is going right, to get sure. bad. Sure. You know? So, um, and we're going to walk through the six stages and what the Bible mm -hmm. says about these six stages of anger and, uh, our six, our six types of anger. And, um, but however, if you take anger, for example, and you go, okay, so what does an emotional infant look like with mm -hmm. its anger? Right. What does an emotional adolescent like as anger? You know, right. so if you're struggling with anger or if you're dealing with someone who struggles with anger, this would be a good tool to take these five levels of, right. uh, or six, what are they? Five, they're five levels mm -hmm. of emotional maturity and, and say, okay, where are they at? Mm -hmm. All right. So once you identify about where they're at, now that tells you uh, what you need to do to help them right. go to the next level or, right. or sometimes what you don't need to do. Right, right. You know, because there's certain, I know, so, okay, by the way, some people, man, they just love pushing buttons. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, really, you know, when I, you know, if you go and you want to put, if you want to make them angry and you want to, all right. So I will say, uh, by pushing people's buttons unnecessarily, uh, you are literally, becoming a source of temptation to explode on yes. you it is it is emotional manipulation it is if and and for, there, and for there entertainment things, i mean people do yes. this for entertainment yes there are things like we'll joke around with each other i mean i you know made fun of your accent at the beginning of the whole episode but like if i know that you're especially <laughs> sensitive about that mm -hmm. if i'm doing that i am manipulating your <laughs> anger emotion <laughs> and i think <laughs> You know, one of the important things that that, you know, we're not gonna have time to get into all this, but but churches fight this. Um, it's almost like they they want to bury emotion. And I think some of the reasons for that, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but one of mine is that transfer of information is easy, but when we break into emotions, that's difficult. Yeah, and is. you know, and I've fought against some of it before as a as a worship leader. I, you know, I have to pick songs and curate songs for the church, and people will right. ask me, Hey, I want to do this song, and I'll say, this is an emotionally manipulative song. It's, or this is an emotionally manipulative event. It taps into your emotions in a way that's unhealthy. And, and that's a fine line to draw, but I think that, you know, there is, this is a very nuanced area and coming to a point where we're saying, you know, Hey, we're going to recognize that you have emotions. We're going to recognize that those emotions should be redeemed and should be more like Christ. Um, it's a good place to start. And, I'm looking forward to these, man. I, um, yeah, they're going to be interesting. They and are. <clears throat> uh, cause it's, it's one of those, it's, it's one of the areas mm -hmm. of Christian growth. That's yes. really not talked about. No, it's not. Like I said, churches fight it, man. They do. <laughs> um, you know? you know, and we've had this conversation before. I think every sermon I'm okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that gets up and talk, <laughs> uh, 
I think every sermon should tap in to what we think, yes, how we feel, and what we do. Yes, okay? absolutely. So mm -hmm. uh, it needs to it needs to engage all three of those at mm -hmm. some level. Right. And so, and when I say feel, I, I don't necessarily mean <laughs> right, cry, sure. you know, a tear jerk. No, it needs to, you know, either deepen a conviction, right. drive a passion, you know what I'm saying? Get excited about something, right. you know, uh, something and, of that nature. And it, or, or even conviction. I mean, it's right. like, when I say right. conviction, I mean, conviction, like deepen a conviction, like, um, yeah, this is correct. Yeah. Or I'm convicted of my sin. Right. You know, th th that's still an emotional. Right you know, language there. So not yeah, only, and in, yeah. in kids ministry, we do information relevancy and application and we call it, um, Sue Miller came up with this, but know what, so what now, what, mm. and, and that's the same thing where that, so what stage that relevancy taps into, you know, why does this matter to me? Oh, because this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what the Bible says about that. And this is who God is and what the Bible says about that. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the thing is, well, I haven't mentioned it at all, but motivation, mm-hmm. Uh, that right. is that, that there's a lot of emotion in that yeah you know when you're talking about motivation motivated to go exercise motivated yes. to eat right motivated right. to do right motivated to have that tough conversation i mean mm -hmm. there's there there's a lot of emotion in that word motive absolutely of, yeah there's a lot of emotion in the word motive that's what i'm trying to say here he comes making up words again man making up words again. yes i did catch one word that you made up on the podcast like already and i'm just not gonna i'm gonna see if our listeners can easter egg it oh, for us and see really well yeah. hey okay well tell me what it is when we uh when we start recording it's near uh, the beginning but that's okay i didn't make fun of you i just wrote it down so uh, well here's the deal uh, uh also sometimes i make up words and i don't know because i mumble words <laughs> and people think i'm saying something so oh yes. is that a new word what's he yes. saying you know that's okay yeah it's okay we've reached that point in the podcast where we're just like yeah. talking so you yeah know, all right turned it I, off okay. It's okay yeah so i am uh those are the five stages so i'm done with that yes. uh and next time billy johnson and i will we'll, we will be talking about uh anger and the and but anger your anger and the anger of others yes so that's what we're gonna be talking about that's exciting we hope to see you guys then Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.